Almighty God, bless the reading and hearing of your word. Let the Holy Spirit descend upon us that we may understand your word for us today. As your scriptures are read, as your word is heard, let the utterances of our mouths and the meditations in our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, by your Holy Spirit and your Holy Church. And let God's people say, Amen. Our first reading today comes from Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as they migrated from the east, they came upon a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise we shall be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which mortals had built. And the Lord said, Look, they are wonderful, and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. Nothing that they propose to do now will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language there, so that they will not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them about over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore it was called Babel. Because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. Our next reading is from Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all gathered in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound they gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each of us in our own native language, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phygria and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors of Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. 
As we come to the end of our Easter season, we come to the end of our series on discovering hope. And we have seen how we find hope in different situations and that God makes new paths for us and helps us to understand what's being made new and the new opportunities that we have. And today we look at how God rebuilds what man tears down and how God gives us a new path to choose and gives us a greater understanding. And we begin this by looking at Genesis. People come together and they decide that they're going to make a name for themselves. And they begin to build a city with a tower that will reach into the heavens. And to protect themselves, they bake bricks that will withstand the weather. And they use waterproof mortar that the memory of the flood is there and they decide they will protect themselves from whatever may come in the future. And they lift themselves up, make themselves great and say, look at this wonderful thing we are doing and we will be remembered for being so great. And they forget God. They get so caught up in building this new thing all they can think about is how great it is that they're doing it. And so their language becomes confused and they can no longer work together. They can't find a way forward, so they give up and they move on. Because all the plans they had made were shattered. Human plans fell apart because of human desires. And people could no longer reach each other. And instead of trying harder to reach each other, they decided it was easier to go off, separate, and go their own way. And so they scattered. And the story in Genesis is one of people failing because all they could think of was themselves. And acts we see how God can fix those things. Because in Acts, we have people gathered together trying to figure out how they're going to be able to share the good news that they have when they are too afraid to go outside. But still they meet and still they try. And the Holy Spirit falls on them. And they speak. And they are heard. And they are heard by all sorts of people speaking all sorts of languages. And yet these people can understand, these people can hear. They can hear them proclaim God's wonderful deeds. They can hear their praise and they can hear their worship and they can hear them and understand them and know what's going on. The question is, how can this be? And some doubt. They're accused of being drunk. And I love Peter's response. No, it's too early in the morning for that. I wish Peter had had a better defense. <laughs> but Peter recovers because he says, Look, we are doing what the prophets said we would do. Here we are prophesying. 
And to prophesy means to speak God's truth. That's the best translation I can give you that simplifies what it means to prophesy. Whether that truth is today or that truth is far off, if you prophesy, you are speaking God's word to God's people. And here they are. Speaking and the people around them understanding. Peter says, this is a gift that's going to be open to everyone. That it can't be contained. That we may have been scattered far and wide, but here we are being brought together. Because we were scattered because of our own hubris. We are brought together in humility. People were scattered when their plans had nothing to do with God and everything to do with themselves. They were brought back together by praising the Lord. By speaking the good news. That Christ had died, Christ is risen, and Christ will again, and that Christ had suffered so that we may live. That He died, that we set free. And too often, I fear we get caught up in our own Babel story. Too often, we get caught up in what it is we are going to do what it is we are going to say, what it is we are going to be remembered for, what it is we are going to do for God's kingdom. And we work on building ourselves up. And sometimes it creeps in in unexpected ways. Those early disciples were there trying to figure out how to spread the good news. How to spread that gospel message. And the Holy Spirit gave them a path. And it's interesting to note that the path they used to reach out and reach people wasn't by inviting them to a building. It was speaking to them on the street speaking to them where they were, speaking to them in a language they understood, speaking to them in terms they could understand. That the gift was not that they say, this is to come if you're going to hear the message to the people because the Spirit carried them to where they needed to be. Too often our Babel experience is one of building ourselves up into one place and expecting the people to come to us to see the great things that we have done. And too often we don't let the Holy Spirit take us out beyond those doors to say, God is with us even here, even now, even in this place for you and for me. Because God is with us wherever we are. And the good news is the good news wherever we speak it. that they didn't build the building so that people would come, they built up the people so that the people would build up the church. That the Holy Spirit came to all those who wanted to share the message. And the message wasn't 
Look what I have done. The message is we are one together in a God who loves us. A God who would mend us. A God who would give us a greater understanding that when we shattered something, God could put it back together. That when we had broken something and thought that we were beyond being able to fix it, we were beyond being able to fix it because all we wanted to do was fix it with our own two hands. But what man breaks, God can fix. What man shatters into a thousand tiny pieces, God can pick up each piece one at a time and fit them back together. Because God can do the impossible. Because God does the impossible all the time. Especially for the things that we simply think are impossible. Because sometimes it's the thought that it's impossible that God could use me for anything important. It's impossible that God can fix the problems that I've caused in my life. The Holy Spirit says otherwise. Because what man builds in hubris, God rebuilds in humility. What man builds up to keep others out, God tears down so that he can build it. When man creates walls of exclusion, God tears them down so that we can be of one people. Saved. In one body. Nailed to a cross that we could be washed clean in one blood. Anointed by one Spirit, joined in one baptism, joined together by one God who loves us and loves everyone. The message could have just been the disciples gathered together, waiting on a message. And it could have just come to them and they could have said, well, we got the message and now we're good. Now we can sit and wait. God plants. The message came to them and suddenly it went out to everyone. To the people they wanted to talk to and to the people they probably thought they would never talk to in their lives. To people that they could understand and to people that they had never understood in their entire lives. Yet God was there and it moved them to be one with each other. Because they were one in the Spirit and they were one in the Lord. None of them gave up being who they were. None of them gave up what they were doing. But what they became was something greater. Because the understanding that the Spirit gives us is that we may unite under one language, but we are united even greater by one Spirit. We may unite together to do good where we can, but we are bound together by God to do good everywhere. 
We are not simply called to be disciples of Christ and to wait for the Holy Spirit to do the work for us. We are called to act with the Spirit that we can make disciples of Jesus Christ to transform the world. And we can't do it by sitting around and waiting for it to come to us. We let the Spirit take us where we need to go. We listen. And through God, we understand things that we thought we could never understand. Through God, we can heal divisions that we thought we could never heal. With Christ on our side, we overcome those things that drive us apart because we know we have something that brings us together, and that is the cross. Because Jesus didn't die for some, He died for all. The Spirit wasn't given for some. The Spirit was given for all. And He gives us a choice. Do we listen and take heed? Do we let it come over us so that we too can speak God's truth to God's people today? Do we let it fill our ears that we may listen and we may understand things that we have never understood? Or do we ignore that greater understanding, putting trust in our own human understanding? Lord, I pray that we all open our lives to your Spirit. That we find that hope that you give us. That in death we find life. That in sacrifice we find forgiveness. That in resurrection we find hope eternal. That we may share in your glory that we may share in your love and that we may be one in this life and the life to come because we are all redeemed in your eyes. It is this hope that drives me forward and it is in this hope that I pray. Amen.